Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, Michael, and uh, hello, and listen, um, good day, listeners. <laughs> hello, and good, good listener. Hello, and yeah. what's happening? How are yeah. we? Good. How Great, is everybody? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Keith Walsh Podcast. For those of you who don't know what the Keith Walsh Podcast is, it's Keith Walsh sitting down in his room at home. Don't tell them, Mike. Okay, they don't so, know. They don't no. deserve to know. They don't deserve to know. No. We, 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 we're the ones that put all the hard work in. Like, you know, if they can't be, if, if people can't be bothered finding out what it is, you know. The hours of preparation that have gone into this. I've decided just to like, you know, just be really horrible from now on. Just be a real dick. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like Buckfast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. That's usually me. That's usually me. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, how are you hearing me? I need to make sure you can hear me and everything is cool. Mike, you sound great. Good stuff. Because I'm happy. Today you find me happy. Happier, happier than I've been in a long, long time. Well, how's you so happy, Mike? Oh, fucking hell. I tell you, I have now got internet. Proper internet. The man came this morning and gave me internet. Oh, sweet Jesus. The life, it's life-changing. It is, it's just something I've never had before, really. What happened to your magic uh, um, uh, spaceship? (laughs) Hold on. Oh, oh my God. Can you hear music coming through there? Well, I could could hear something for a second, but it's it's gone now. Yeah, well, that was um, the Jacksons. In the name of God, am I doing playing the Jacksons? Your internet has taken over your house. (laughs) Yeah, so Elon Musk is still very much... Uh, in the beta stages of testing his Starlink thing for Ireland and England. So you can't reliably get Elon Musk. Plus, it's really, really, really expensive. But I I said to the guy who installed the stuff today, I'm still going to go for it just to see what it's like for a couple of months, if it ever does come, just to be sort of say that I was there. I'm I'm technically a spaceman, Star Trek man. And like you're a pioneer as well. Like you'd be one of the first people in Ireland to have tried it, you know? Exactly, and I'll probably yeah. fry my testicles off by standing too close to the uh, the satellite and everything. That's one to... of your kinks, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, I do quite like that. Yeah, frying various <laughs> erogenous zones <laughs> from the sphincter through the peritoneum and up. <laughs> there's, there's women in Amsterdam that will fry your testicles for you. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I watched something on television the other night, and there was some. There were crocodile clips attached to this old old man's nipples. Oh, sweet Jesus! Anyway, I watch these things by mistake. You know, yeah. you just, everybody goes to bed and you start flicking through the channels, and you go, "Oh my God." And Channel 4 are awful. And Channel 5, I mean, they're awful, but they're like for, for doing this sort of stuff. They might do a night of like sex workers or something. It's like, oh, fucking hell, what am I looking at? And then if somebody catches me. If someone comes in the door and you've, you've just got oh, just this, on the screen is an old man with with <laughs> with clips on his nipples. <laughs> and he was. And you've got your trousers around your ankles. How do you explain that? <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just alleviating the pressure. I was just, from getting, the... I was just getting ready for bed here, <laughs> and I have a lighter attached to my scrotum. I'm just trying a light. I couldn't. Just... <laughs> I was trying to get ready for bed, and then the, the electricity went. I was trying to find my pajamas, and then it just came back on. And somehow this candle got stuck up my ass. I don't know. <laughs> So, um, so you've got internet, Mike. The man came. The man came. I, I had to phone a man a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And I've now realized, I now I'm, I'm, of course, I'm now researching how these guys get internet into your house. And because I'm like asking all these questions. And then I realized I am, um, I spoke to my, my brother who happens to work in telecoms. Um, but he's a bit like, um, your man from Friends, you know, the, uh, the the guy that nobody ever knew what he did? Chandler. Chandler Bing. My brother is like Chandler Bing. He starts talking about, um, yeah, I work in telecoms and I do that. And all of a sudden there's this grayness that gets attached to his job. And it's like nobody knows what he's talking about. And he's using sort of like three-letter abbreviations and nobody knows what the fuck. And they kind of go, yeah, so um, fancy another pint. Everybody just closes <laughs> over. Right? Yeah, and it's, it's bizarre. But... I started telling my brother that I'm getting this wireless. And he said, oh, yeah, you're getting it from a wisp. And I said, a what? A wisp, yeah. And a, he's probably a non-aggregated wisp at this stage, but he could be aggregated. Don't know where he's getting his stuff from and the batch he's getting it from. And, uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh, you actually know something. It's the first time I've ever actually heard my brother talk about something that he knows about. If you'd listened to your brother, you'd have had internet years ago. I wouldn't know because I still had to meet this fella. Okay. Who, who gives me the wisp. The, the whole set, the, sorry, wholesale internet service provider. Wholesale internet service provider. Okay. So they buy internet off a big company. Right. Um, that comes through a big cable. Yeah. And there's a big cable. Were we talking about this last week? I don't no. think so, no. There's a, big, there's a big fuck off cable that comes from Dublin to Limerick. And then um, it's about like a foot thick maybe eight inches thick and it's got like thousands of wires. And that's where the internet that comes into Ireland comes down to the West and the South. Um, and he said, you often hear that there's an outage on such a network and whatever. And uh, everybody's trying to work out what it is. And it's alongside the motorway, this cable. And some fellow with a backhoe loader went through it a couple of years ago and did such a good job of covering it up. <laughs> he couldn't find it for about three days. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
Yeah. So, so it's a physical, that, I didn't know it was a physical cable. There is a physical cable. So when that physical cable goes down, all the masts start talking to each other. So the one in Dublin um, that's taking the signal from the, the bit in Dublin or whatever, then goes, oh, what, do you know what? There's a cable broken there. What we'll do is we'll pump internet via a mast down to wherever and, and do it that way. So they kind of, it's like this living network of stuff. Wow. And uh, yeah, this guy, um, there's a cable that goes to Limerick and then there's a cable that goes to West Clare and he's picked it up at three kilometers. So there's a three kilometers of, uh, if you can imagine, he's got a hole in the ground yeah. where he picks it up. Yeah. He puts a little repeater, this round thing, and he repeats it at a certain frequency, I'm going to say, to his masts. And then he can then sell that internet to you. Wow. Yeah. And it's really sort of like literally up on my roof with a pair of binoculars going, I can't see the fucking... Ma- <laughs> The funniest fucker. He came over to assess whether he'd be able to see it the other day. And uh, he gets up on the, he gets out of the van and goes, uh, I suppose you want me to go up on your fucking roof now, do you? I said, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea what's involved here at all. He said, this is a cunt of an evening for going up on the roof. <laughs> and then he says, grab that fucking ladder there. And I'm doing stuff. I'm sort of like his thing. And like, I'm not good with ladders. I'm not yeah. good with heights and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just hold it there. Jesus, don't let me fall. I'm like, oh, my God. The, you know, and then he's like, he's kind of laughing at me going, no, I'm only joking. I'm not going to fall. I do this for a living. Off we go. And he's sitting on top of my chimney going, any chance we can talk to that neighbor over there? The third tree from the left is obscuring the view. And like, he sees, I can see their car. Do you want me to go over and chat with him? Dock the fucking tree down. I was like, no, 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 no. Can we not just try it from somewhere else? So anyway, I've now got this big dish stuck onto the porch of my house and uh, that he's had to, like, he was literally hanging onto a thing, like one arm up, one arm over, lashed into this thing. He was harnessed up and everything, sort of going beep, beep, beep. And it, it tracks it on his phone and the, the noise in his pocket was going beep, 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 beep. That's it there. Yeah. And it's like 50 meg download. Oh, God. Bang. So, yeah. And... Uh, Oh, it's, but- it's it's amazing with all the technology that like first of all there's a cable I didn't know that but then secondly like he has to like it has to be able to see the mast you know you have to get up on he had to get up on the roof to see if he could spot it with yeah, it like yeah. like it, it, it's we still need people to get up on roofs and like you know the old oh, art, yeah, artificial yeah. intelligence isn't there yet is it no definitely not there's like, this fella uh, Derek I think is his name I've even forgot his name now. Um, be so entertaining and then today some when he was doing the installation it was like uh, yeah 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 I'll just I'll fucking drill a hole in there it should be grand and all of a sudden there's fucking holes in my wall and stuff uh, it's a bit chipped off there but listen we're going to make that fucking grand you won't even know I've been here <laughs> it's like apart, apart from apart from the massive dish on your house and the holes in the wall <laughs> grand but no he was absolutely fantastic for a finish and he just he just um, he just stood there going right and uh, he's, he's obviously very, he's, a, he's, he's sick of telling people, like there's a blue cable that comes in and it goes into a blue hole in the box. If I was to ask you, he says to me, and, it, and like, it's my age. If I was to ask you, would you put a, a blue cable into a yellow hole or a blue cable into a blue hole? What would you say? I said, probably you'd match the color, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be fucking, you'd be, you'd be amazed how many people don't do that. And there's fucking electricity going through that joke. And it just burns shit up. 
So don't fucking do it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So that was him. So we're done. We are oh. now in the internet age. Yeah. How was that a, what were you using beforehand? Oh, we had a thing, um, a wireless kind of dongle, a big, big sort of wireless router, but it, it picks up a, a, a 5G signal from somewhere else. Um, but it's not line of sight. So you're kind of, it's kind of, it's everywhere. The air signal is kind of everywhere and it's kind of bitty and it just, it kind of goes up and down and off and in and out. And it was just shit. So uh, this one, line of sight, bing. Direct, straight in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. It is remarkable. I'll say that I'm going to have to take my jacket, my coat off, my jumper off. Very, very warm. Yeah, take it off, man. Get take off all your clothes. Just fucking go for it. Oh yes. Oh, (laughs) and with a swing of the oh yes, he started to stir up into tremendous applause. He took off his drawers and with a grin of her lips, she undid all her clips, threw them all in the air, and everybody stared at well, a last piece of clothing fell to the floor. The police were knocking at the door. Oh, Saturday night <laughs> in 1924. Uh, Chris Berg yeah. there with Patricia the Stripper. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thanks. We, we, well, don't have, we, we don't have live music on the show much, which is, which is nice to get him in. We should I, get Chris Berg in, yeah, more yeah, he'd often. Be, he'd be a great, he'd be a great guest. I wonder what he do the podcast. I've got some, uh, I've got some interesting guests lined up. Wow, good stuff. As as the, that's that's kind of a backhanded compliment. You're not an interesting guest. So I've got some interesting people lined up for anybody's interest. <laughs> You're my every week guest. I have some interesting other, like you're the podcast. But um, so I have a, have you ever heard of a, a lady called Amanda Knox? Yes. Why do I know Amanda Knox? The lady who went to Italy to, to study Italian and got caught up in something and was accused of killing. Uh, yeah, a baby. No, 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 no. You're thinking no. of them. Um, you're thinking of uh, 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 an English, an American girl who was a yes. nanny. That's yes. what thinking of. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is uh, Amanda Knox, who was completely innocent of anything. Uh, but uh, she was accused of killing somebody in Italy. And basically the tabloids in Italy became obsessed with her and were convinced that she was some sort of femme fatale. And, you know, the way she... Look into it. It's it's a it's a no, fascinating I, story. I am um, aw- I am aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just mixing her up with the 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 alleged child killer. Yeah, um, <laughs> we don't want to do that. <laughs> Teeing up your guests, fucking hell. We might have to use the beep on that one. Why <laughs> might I have to actually do some measuring this week? Fuck's sake, Mike. Um, <laughs> but she uh, she's completely innocent. Had nothing to do with the killing. Yeah, 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 but yeah, went yeah, to prison yeah. for it. Went to jail yes. for it. Um, and then got out, but she she was recently on social media giving out like because there's a new movie out, and it's based on the Amanda Knox story, and she's like this totally innocent person, yeah. never killed anybody, and she's going, why the fuck do people still call it the Amanda Knox story and not the guy who killed the person's yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, stop yeah. fucking. I had nothing to do with it. Stop attaching my name to it. I completely cleared of any wrongdoing or any like it wasn't do you know what i mean like she's just a normal yeah american kid who just got caught got was in the wrong place at the right time or whatever 
Um, but now she was tweeting about this and, and I retweeted and she, she followed me and, I, and we, we had a little back and forth and I was like, oh, I have a podcast. I wonder, would you come on and chat to me? And I said, look, you've probably spoken enough about, uh, you know, the thing. So let's just talk about other stuff because yeah. she, she has a podcast as well and she talks about mental health and she talks about um, she talks about difficulties around giving birth and uh uh, miscarriages and stuff like that and kind of stuff that we t- touched on before as well so i said we could just talk about that but it'd be cool to have you on if you're up for it and yeah she's uh, due to get back to her now this week about setting up a date for a chat i saw that you had retweeted some of her stuff now my twitter account has gone to shit i don't know what's happened that i'm not getting your tweets i'm not getting anybody i follow i'm not getting them anymore okay. there was this there was this little thing happened the other day the little home button on the left hand side and i'm hoping our uh IT guru, who you just dismissed with a wave of your arm last week. I, I, I was trying to figure out Tom Slattery, yes. IT guru. Yeah I, yeah, I said Tom Slattery was our IT, our IT guru. And you said, how did you hear about him? And it was like, oh, uh, well, he, he was a, he's a fan of the show. And he, he, he DM'd me and all this sort of stuff. And you went, oh, he's just some fellow that listens to the show. He's more than that. Tom. He's way more than that. You are the Keith Walsh podcast IT guru officially. I'm yeah, like, I'm writing yeah. it down on a piece of paper here and that makes it official. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And himself and Burgle Furk can can sort out why my Twitter box isn't work. My little home thing, the house in the bottom left, is gone black. Oh, I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on because the follow the follow buttons are black now as well. There's been an oh. update, but I don't know. I don't oh. know what it means or why it's you affecting see. who you follow. Don't I just don't understand it? I think I, it, it's kind of. I haven't been on Twitter very much, so now it's kind of it's hop skipping and jumping all sorts of stuff. So and, what, what we what we need is for. I mean, Burgle Furk is the producer of the show. We don't have time to be dealing with this. But Tom, yeah. but Tom, if you can get on to Burgle and then Burgle, if you can, yeah, tell Michael the solution because obviously you don't want to be dealing with. The I two T guru directly because you're too busy with the show and research. And I, all that kind of I, stuff. I'm an international star. Yeah, so I'm too uh, busy dealing with pumpkins that are now taking over my polytunnel oh, that were given as a gift by another OG called Sinead up in. Uh, big shout out to Sinead, the lovely Sinead. It is literally this thing has kind of gone. Um, it's like taken over. It, it every day you walk in, there's another little bloop, and there's another little kind of ball. And they grow like to the size of like a golf ball in a day, these yeah. things. And then they send out another little tread and then another bloop ball comes out. It's like it's living. It's taken over. But is it like Little Shop of Horrors kind of thing? Yeah, it's a triffid. Is that what they call them? The day of the triffids? When they, 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 they eat, have you been yeah. feeding your pumpkin blood? Has, it, has your pumpkin been talking to you and asking for blood? No. Okay. No. That's okay. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. No. Okay, so we need rules here because if you want to, if you want to send anything to the show, seeds. Because I mean, clearly that's clearly that's not right. What's happening there? You need to go through Burgle Furk, okay? So send <laughs> yeah. the seeds to him. If you've got any IT guru tips, you need to go to Burgle Furk. Well, put in his details. I'll put in his email address <laughs> and his phone number and his, his house address in the description. Of the Make sure you put his air code in, just in case. <laughs> just yeah. in case. Yeah. So just because this is just getting out of hand. I mean, well, I mean, obviously the fame we're trying, we're trying to keep 
yeah you know, feet in the ground we don't want things going to our head but no we, we have to put in some sort of restrictions because this is getting this is getting i insane. need to be grounded um, you do yeah but also you need to be able to live your own life and you know Space, you people yeah. send you um people like Sinead send you uh, <laughs> seeds for um for blood drinking <laughs> yeah it's all turned into a fucking horror film blood drinking. <laughs> no, no, no. and this this pumpkin we are going to meet Sinead if i ever get a pumpkin we are for our halloween we're going to have pumpkins we're going to what we're going to do we're going to meet mr slattery yeah mr firk yourself yeah. myself and Sinead in somewhere not not Kildare because that's not the middle of the known somewhere universe. somewhere like Tipperary or somewhere in the somewhere oh, in between no, you'd have Claire. to go a bit further you'd have probably Mayo we go there for the All Ireland final see I'm all over the sports stuff yeah, now as well be yeah. held in Mayo will it yeah well why not do they not do that no they don't can <laughs> <laughs> I know they go to Grove Park we won't do that but we will be on the bus when Mayo win the top deck of that bus okay right yeah we'll, I'll be throwing you... out pumpkins. <laughs> What if we we throw pumpkins at the bus as it goes through Roscommon? No, give what, pumpkins as gifts. What if we light a bonfire for because that's what you do when the bus is coming back from Croke Park? If they win, you light bonfires along the side of the road. We can have our own bonfire and just stand around just eating pumpkin soup. And that's not chat, a bad chat. idea. Yeah, mm. charred pumpkin. Let's do charred that. pumpkin soup. Wire involved. Charred pumpkin. He's he's full he's full forward for me. <laughs> Lovely little wristy hurler. Hello, it's football. <laughs> Up me old Hard pumpkin. <laughs> in the left. He's taking a 45 it's from the All Ireland or whatever they do. It's yeah. landing in on top of charge pumpkin. He turns, he shoots, he scores. It's wide. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. But I, uh, I had a lovely evening. I've had an interesting kind of few days, week. Excellent. I had a lovely evening of music. Last night. Oh, yes, Michael. Uh, there's no gigs happening, but there is the arts. Uh, the the minister, well, definitely the Department of Tourism and Music and Sport and whatever else goes under that umbrella of things, it, it has been given out grants. So there's a place in Newbridge that got some money to put on some music events, and uh, one of them went on last night, and it was with a fellow called Jerry Fish. Um, oh, yeah. You might remember was Jared Whelan from An Emotional Fish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was then Jerry Fish and the Mudbug Club and then just Jerry. Now he's Jerry Fish. And uh, so he played last night with Max, his keyboardist, and uh, they just put on a gig. And But nobody's allowed in. So it was being filmed. And then they're going to. So Judge Roy Beans and Newbridge are going to put up the, the footage um, during the week so people can watch it. But last night it was just. It was Jerry Fish, his piano player, doing a full-on show. He does this kind of theatre show um, okay. where he sings more loungy songs like um, uh, True Friends Never Part. True Friends Never Part. Um, so he's singing those kind of loungy songs. It was, and it was brilliant. It was, I, I was actually emotional watching it, you know, because I, I hadn't seen live music in so long. So how did you get to go to it? Because beforehand, I, I had a little sit-down chat with him, so we re- recorded a little interview with him as okay, well. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, right. so I, I rocked up, um, met Jerry, such a nice guy, such a cool guy. Look, is as cool as he looks, um, but just really, really good. We had really good chat um, and just very down-to-earth, like as you would expect, but really yeah. like... 
the impression I've always gotten of Jerry Fish is of a really grafty and crafty and hardworking musician who who f- kind of forges things for himself. Like yeah. he, he almost like keeps reinventing himself. And he's just, he's a great imagination, but he has a great eye for and mind for, you know, turning his trade into like, you know, getting a gig and. Yeah. 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 And like, developing know, he, it. Yeah. yeah. Cause even last night you were saying, look, I still have to wor- worry about the mortgage. I'm a tradesman. That's what I do. You know? But he is, he's graft, he's grafting, he's doing gigs around, he's coming here, he's doing that, he's doing this, he's he's got down an electric picnic, he's got the electric sideshow, this is like a circus thing that happens every year. And uh, he said during lockdown, he built a theatre on, on his, he's got a bit of land in, in near Kilkenny, and he built a little theatre out of an old barn, because he said, I'm just into building, I'm into doing stuff. But uh, such a cool guy and really nice to meet him and chat to him. And yeah, it was it was quite an emotional evening for me, Michael. Don't you hate these fucking multi-talented people that can sing and dance and make buildings and stuff? Yeah, but, but, but the great thing about having the chat with him was like what I'm always trying to get across to people is there's people presume a lot. Like if you're on the telly and you're singing and you're Jerry Fish and you're like, oh, he's got a fucking, he's minted. He's got no, it made. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. People no, presume that. And like they don't know that this guy is fucking grafting you yeah know? um and you no one is ringing him up and going do you want to be on the telly or no one's ringing him but do you want a gig he's he's out there he's pushing himself he's 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 creating like so he has a he has a live show that he can do with a big band he they an emotional fish performed they had a reunion at fairly you know this the, this reimagined fairly yeah, happened, yeah, happened yeah. last year um and then he's got the jerry fish theater show he's got the the, the electric uh sideshow and he's got all these things that he's created and, you know, and, you know, as he would say, they, they bring in money. Like I said, I don't do any of this for free. I, I think of things that will make me money and then I do yeah, them yeah. and then I work hard getting them right. But when he, we were chatting to him, we had a little interview and that was filmed and then he got on stage and there was only four of us looking at him, but he fucking turned it on. He just I, went from yeah. like, he just went from yeah, having a chat and then he was like, like he takes on this persona of this kind of almost like drunk lounge singer. Like he w- he was drinking cranberry juice. You know, so he kind of staggers around the stage a bit and he sings a bit. Tom Waits, he kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he's, 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 um, and he, and it was a great, proper, like full on performance. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking, he's the real deal. Yeah, it's impressive because a lot of people say they need a, a big audience to feed off and all that. And they do get energy. Obviously, you do. But to be able to actually perform just bang, because I was, I was actually doing a funny, a little bit of filming at the cliffs the other day. And, uh, it was great because normally when you do sort of filming, you're just a cameraman or whatever. It was just for a, a two minute video on something. And uh, your man, the, 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 the videographer or whatever, the cameraman said, we'll do it outside this time. He said, and I've got my daughter with me because she's on holidays and they want this thing to be child friendly. So you have to tell her what you're doing. And there was loads of kids and I was just talking to these kids and it was really, it was much easier yeah. to do that. And and so you're not thinking about being filmed. Not that I would be a trained actor by any stretch of the imagination in any way, shape, or form. Nor am I a performer. But it I do, it it never ceases to amaze me that when people get on stage, how they can fill a fucking auditorium full of a hundred thousand people. You know, you look at Coldplay. There's only like four lads yeah. and a couple of guitars, and you too, and the Beatles. I mean, it's it's fucking mad that this energy just fills and the music fills the air and even the silence fills the air and kind of beeps you up. But even take that right back, Michael, like take that right back to 
someday when Coldplay agree they've to write a new song and they're meeting in the studio and Chris is coming in with a couple of ideas, but they've like that's them arriving with nothing. So they've they've, yeah. they've ma- magicked these songs out of nothing. Thin air. Thin air. This is like one guy, Chris, saying, oh, well, I have these chords playing some music on a yeah. guitar. I have some words. And then everybody joining in and here's a, here's a bit of drums, here's a bit of bass. And then they build this song and then they build more songs. And then they go, let's go take this on tour. They bring in the fucking stage guy. They bring in these builders. They bring in this tour people. They bring, and this and all, yeah, it becomes it, an industry. But yeah, but you like suddenly, yeah. like you know, a thousand people are being are being employed and getting money from this guy Chris Martin and some words he had and some chords he had in the guitar. And before that, nothing. It's as if we spoke about this beforehand. We have talked about it before. No, 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 we have no, no. But this week, I've been my my um my spiritual uh, guide in life is a guy called Pierce Connolly, who's my yeah, Pierce, he comes and uh, sweeps my chimney every year and then delivers me magazines that I think he thinks I might have an interest in. This guy is just like off the charts. Dirty magazines. Yeah. No, very much not. Like sort of like private eye and sort of like political satire, stuff like that. And he's off the charts. He's just interested in everything. He really is a polymath. He knows everything about everything. He's just how he contains himself. I don't know. But he just said he, he texts me the other day, kept texting me. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. And I'm going, oh, fuck, I haven't got time to listen to a fucking poetry program. Fucking listen to this poetry program. So the other day I was mopping the floors and I thought, right, I'll give the poetry program a call. And it's the Poet Laureate has gone to his shed. That's the name of the podcast. And it's a BBC Four thing. You're looking for a pen now. To yeah, write yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. You can send it to me, can you? yeah. It's uh, so it is. It's the poet laureate has gone to his shed. Now the poet laureate in England is a real kind of like he's a bit of a like how's it going like now? He's from like he's from, uh, but he's one of his really good buddies is Guy Garvey from Elbow, and he actually talks on the very first one about going in and having this collaboration. He's got some words. The other lads have got a bit of music. Let's see which music suits these words. And what are these words about? And it, it's really, I won't spoil it for you, but it is intriguing how Guy Garvey, how deep he goes into himself to get stuff and how little anybody gives a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, it's a good fucking song. Yeah, let's play it, you know, or not. But it's, um, yeah, uh, heartily, heartily recommend this now. I've It's like hitting a vein. You know, when you get a new podcast and you just think, oh, this is gold. I mean, I hope it doesn't go downhill after Guy Garvey, but I mean, I've, I've downloaded everything else now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the whole twenty of them. Will you send so, it to me? What's it called again? The poet laureate has gone to his shed. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I think I've listened to the, that poet laureate on Desert Island. This he was interviewed. Yeah, he's quite like ill, kind of you know, and and uses normal words. He's not like these pretentious poet laureates who. You know, I think you become the poet laureate and you have to write a poem a month. Mm. And every once in a while you have to do something for the royal family and every once, you know, about a wedding or something. If something comes up, you have to mark it with a, <clears throat> a little ditty. But he's very, very good, this guy. And he's yeah. northern. He's northern. I think he's northern anyway, because Guy Garvey went on, you know, and, and he, he was talking about how he speaks and how he sings. And because uh, your man is always obviously into words and listening yeah. to whatever. Yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely 
brilliant. And I learned some top um, bird watching tips from the two of them as well, because they're both bird watchers. Who knew? Who knew? But he's a <clears throat> guy Garvey's into the birds, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I um I'll always remember that. I don't know who it was. It could have been Frank Skinner talking about that. There's a great northern poem. I think it's on, it's about a moor on Ilkley Moor. Oh, on Ilkley Moor Bartet. Yeah, which is basically yeah, yeah. Ilkley Moor is a moor. And when you're on, he's, he's there without his hat. Yeah, Bartet. But it's a great piece of northern uh, writing and poetry language. and language yeah. and how they speak up there. An ilkley more batat. I don't know. I can't recite it, but <clears throat> no, and you can't do the accent either. <laughs> no, I can't. I should never. I, well, I, I need to give that. I need to give that up, man. I need to give that up. But um, I. Uh, so that was last night. That was my music. Uh, so yeah, I was fascinated. I was just like, this is just like I'm. I'm just really intrigued by people just. Yeah, Manif- manifesting like he's manifested a show and now he's performing it, you know, and we're enjoying whatever. But uh, that was last night. And then today I recorded, uh, I've, I've been asked to do um, a series of six, uh, it's six episodes of a podcast. I'm, it's a gig. I'm being paid to do it. It's, it's kind of, it's not mine. It's not, it's not, uh, it's kind of like someone else has come up with the idea and they've pitched it. And Brilliant. They got a sponsor and all that, and they just got me in just to be the presenter, you know. So, but it's really interesting. It's called, um, it's called, the premise of it is if you, here's one thing you can start to do on Monday that will improve your life. Oh, so, uh, it's called something like on Monday morning. I really should know, but today we recorded the first one. Um, and it was really fucking interesting. We we spoke to this um, cognitive behavioral therapist. Oh yeah, uh, Neve was, was her name. Um, and she just had some fascinating. I'll let you know when it's out. But she had some fascinating tips about getting shit done, and you know, not procrastinating. And, and uh, like th- she said, there's loads of like she was saying. Well, you know, if you want to, if you if if someone turns up at her office and they're saying like, like i want to run a marathon she said well there's lots of things you need to look at like how's your yeah. life how's your life at the moment so, you know is it you know is your is your life chaotic are you always late for things do you get shit done how's your you know, how are you time wise are you very busy in work like what and also like what's triggered what's triggered suddenly want to run a marathon and why a marathon and all that kind of stuff i said there's all these steps you take to to mm. you know if you want to run a marathon well you're going to have to do a b and c and then E, F, and G to make sure that you have cleared the space uh, to be able to do it. To yeah. be able to. So that's making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you've got enough time, making sure you've it's not going to affect your work, making sure it's not going to affect your family, making sure that everybody's happy, that you, know, uh, that you can't. You see, what people, she said, what people do is they set themselves up for a fall all the time. So you go, I want to run a marathon. And then you go training for three days and then you injure yourself and then you, you fucking give up and you go, oh, fuck it. I'll never run a marathon. You know, or you're then you're down on yourself. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, then it's like, fuck's sake, I'll never achieve anything. And her point is, well, you've you've started from the wrong place, basically. You shouldn't start from here. You need to go back and f- make sure make sure the, the pitch is laid out for you to start training for a marathon or start training for a 5K first. And then, but 
It was fascinating. See, I, I like cognitive behavioral therapists. Mm. I have a friend of mine who is one. Yeah. And and he's he's forever talking about your your life is a project. So manage it. You know, you've actually got to put your ducks in a row or else you're not going to be able to do what you think and you're just going to upset yourself all the time yeah. Yeah. and you're going to be miserable. But the one thing about cognitive behavioral therapists when they're dealing with people is they're very, very direct. There's no you know, if you're thinking of going, because you often say you've got to have the right therapist for the right. If you if you want somebody who's going to be direct and ask you very punchy questions, a cognitive behavioral therapist is the one for you. And most people don't want to beat around the bush and sort of sit in a room, sort of, you know, opening their heart out and talking about stuff. They want to be challenged and sort of, you know, well, what? Did, how did that make you feel? You know, give me a word. Blah. Give me give me another word. That's no, that's a shitty word. Give me another word or whatever. And I'd have a bit of to and fro with this guy. He's very, very funny and very witty, but very, again, no, yeah, but won't let you off the hook either. You know, they're kind of, uh, they're brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I, I quite like that sort of uh, therapy. And also like. then, I mean, even Luke that I go to, he's quite good at this, but that's not, he doesn't do that specifically, but like she'll give you, she'll give you uh, jobs to do. Yeah. So what, so what are we yeah. doing this week? What are we doing this week? So when you come back to me next week, you'll have this, this, and this done, and then we'll see where we are. So it's practical steps, uh, and it's mindset changing, and it's, uh, and it's kind of like, yeah, you're right because they, they're, they're direct because they want you to be honest about your situation, and you know, let's not fucking fool ourselves here. Like you know. Yeah, I'm not going to say they're the Simon Cowell of, uh, of but they're that they're that you know, end like, of the spectrum. They're they're not the sort of like let's sit down and hug each other and cry into this blanket for two hours and I'll take 150 quid off you. It's like okay, what's the score? Bish bosh bang. Okay, how can we deal with that? Okay, let's 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 set the next five weeks out. And on week five, you need to have done this. You need to read this. You need to do that and whatever. And he'd be telling me to write, to to look at different bits of poetry and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, just from a, I mean, I don't go to him. It's just I, I know him, but he's he's just uh, he's he's one of these, and he just gives you the odd bit of uh, the odd chestnut, which is really good about you know your, your life. You, there's no point. There is no point me doing a marathon <laughs> because of conversations I've had with this guy. Because I wouldn't fuck. I would just not do it. I come up with every excuse in the book not to do it. And just literally put these hurdles in front of me and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just go, oh, fuck that, freaking Italians. It's too much like hard work. But that's what I am. That's that's the kind of person I am, you know. I just. <laughs> but, but, okay, well, let's, but you don't want to run a marathon anyway, do you? No. no. But you see, every once in a while, I thought, I saw you, um, you, you'd sort of done that Brezzy thing and I've been following Brezzy and Brezzy's doing a kind of a marathon. He's running uh, fucking everywhere as far as I can see. He's running from Mullingar to Wicklow. <clears throat> yeah, for a, a huge amount of running. Um, and he said you could do the walking. And I was only thinking about it this morning, actually, because I, I walk my dog up the road and it's like two, three kilometers up and down. And if I go down the road to a certain spot, come back, then it's five kilometers. Yeah. So I looked at his plan and if you could walk the marathon, you do this and you upped it to five and six. I did it for a day. And then I thought, Oh, fuck this. Why did you stop? I just, I, I, <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just, no, it was just too much like hard work. I thought I'm never, I am. I had this moment. Like, I just thought I'm not going to do it. 
I'm not going to put six months of work into it. I'm not. Who are we kidding here? Who are we kidding? I am. I am not that guy. You know, just stop it. Put a fucking cap on it now, and don't and don't set myself up for failure. Yeah, but Mike, you've you've decided like you've decided already that, that what kind of guy you are. Oh yeah, but you have to know you are a type. There are you know we have types, and uh, if, somebody, know, not... if somebody told me I was a type, I would fucking I would prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah, well that's your type. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you in a nutshell. You see, somebody tells you don't run a marathon, you go I'm gonna fucking do three of them a day for the next seven weeks, and <laughs> end up with your fucking ass in a sling. What happened? And, and everything around you falling apart. She's like, I'm not going to meetings or anything. And he's like, no, no, I'm just doing this. Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. But that you see, that that's you. Mm. People put a people put something in front. Me, people kind of go, there's kind of chest out, let's fucking do it, whatever. No, not interested. I never finish it. Thanks very much. I realize that I'm just there's certain things in life I ain't gonna do. Do you like would you like it? Do you like setting yourself challenges? Um, no, not really. Because anytime I've ever done it, I've failed. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like, I'd like somebody, I'd like somebody listening now to email the podcast with a challenge from Mike. So it can be anything. And if you've been listening to the podcast for the last however long we've been doing, a year and a half, you might know Mike well. So give him something that he might find. Um, yeah. Uh, not difficult, but a bit of a challenge. So, so yeah, you can email to uh, heathwalshpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. A little challenge from Mike. Come on, I, I'll do it too. Okay, so that's interesting now because you now put it that somebody else is challenging me. So yeah. and that, they're like, yeah, that kind of changes it a little bit. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether that sort of person now I'm going to, I'm backtracking on who I am now. I'd I love, just, to, I'd love to do a challenge. Like I'd love, I'd love to challenge you to, like, if you if you walk five k every day, say for instance, that means that you you walk thirty five kilometers a week. Yeah, but you see, I do that at work anyway. So that's why I just thought, oh fuck, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go out and do it structured. I think I just hate being like with the, these goals and sort of, you know, I, I really enjoyed the whole lockdown thing because there were not, there was nothing to do. I just went ahead and did stuff on my own as, and when I felt like it, wake up and go, Oh, I'll do that today and kind of try and achieve it. But if yeah. I didn't, it didn't really matter. But a whole, this whole thing of being kind of told what to do is a bit, it's getting a bit fucking tedious now at this stage after mm. 50 years, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Like, I suppose if I do, I like to think up with challenges to do, and then it's just thinking them from my own head. For, for I don't even know why. And actually, Neve that I was talking today about the behavioral, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, she was saying, like, the first question we'll ask is like, "What's the trigger? Why are you doing this? What? Yeah. Are you doing it for the right reason? Who are you doing it for? Are you doing yeah. it to impress somebody else? Or are you doing it for yourself? Or you know, where's that coming from? And like to die really dive into all that kind of stuff you know are you doing it because your boss will be impressed are you doing it because and i think i used to do a lot of stuff because i thought oh this will this will help my 
career or my profile or, yeah. or you know, like if I do a marathon, I'll have something to talk about on social media or, you know, but it, but also it was like, well, if I say it, I'll have to do it. And then I, I do kind of want to do it. So it's like, it's very, it's very hard to untangle the spaghetti of why you do stuff because. Very much so. And, you know, I've, I've done um, a lot of, not a lot, but I've done some training about, dealing with people who might be having a crisis or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and it's all cognitive behavioral. It's all really direct. Bish, bosh, bash. There's a global thing called assist, which is helping people who are in distress and thinking of maybe harming themselves or something. And this is a, a it's a, it's a to say global, but it's all cognitive. It's all CBT. It, that's what it is. It's all, are you feeling this way? Why are you feeling this way? Stop feeling this way. And just try to stop the whole thing in its tracks at the time of crisis. Yeah. Not I, trying to deal with somebody and whatever in a long-term sort of way, but just to stop. And this this whole thing about stopping you and asking you to think is yeah. really, really, it, it, it dumbfounds people. It's like, you know. Snaps them out of it. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you're, yeah. If you And I presume if you catch somebody then who's thinking of, harming themselves what are they? Yeah, suicide yeah. and you ask them directly are you thinking of committing suicide and they find themselves if they hear themselves saying yes then it's like what the fuck yeah hang on a second what and i think yeah i can't yeah. that's not i didn't say that did I? and then yeah. they're like snap back to reality you know yeah that's um, exact that is exactly it yeah. mm. whereas the belief used to be for a while oh don't talk about it because you'll just put the idea in their heads no 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 actually bring it to the forefront because mm. the you know the, the the whoever's in crisis and thinking of doing something or whatever, they're not thinking with their the, the, they're not cognitively putting stuff together as well no. as they might do. Yeah, you need to bring the actual the end of what they're thinking of doing right sent in front front and center sent in front sent in front. Huh? He was <laughs> he plays full back for me. He does great great pair of hands on him. Great clearance there from Scent and Fronter. Lashes are all the way up to what was the other guy's name? I, know, I can't remember. <laughs> oh my fucking my my brain is addled. But yeah. uh but uh yeah that, that's but that's uh that's a very interesting podcast is coming soon that we'll be able to it'll be like yeah we'll be able to promote that podcast. Yes, podcast. I am genuinely interested in that actually. Uh, and then she's the first one, and then there's other people who like who have advice. Their their specialities are elsewhere, you know. Um, so yeah. So I'm what else of, have you been doing? Have you been busy working? Yes, yeah, so the work has been very busy. Um, my first TV first TV commercial that I've been involved in in like script writing and and you know helping with the creation of it is due to hit hit the telly tomorrow. Oh wowzer! Yeah. Are we allowed to? T- you text me when it's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. I, well, I don't know when it's on. It's just going to be on during the day. You'll, you, hopefully you'll see it. Or if I get a copy of it, I'll send it to you. But yeah, so um, that I, I think that's I'm quite happy with that because I, I don't know how long I'm working there now. But to have, have achieved something like that at this point is probably a good indicator where I'm at. And uh, I'm really enjoying the job. Like I like I. I'm surprising yeah. myself at, at uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you would be because you're not, you, you know. You had an unstructured, albeit you had to be somewhere for a couple of hours every day or three hours every day. I know I know that a radio program isn't just three hours mm. a day, but, but you know, you were all over the shop. You know, your sleep patterns were fucked and gone out the lash the weekends, whatever. But now you have this nice nine to five-ish 
and sort of they're allowing you to be creative. What a great, mm. you know, great thing to be. Yeah. And it's like yeah. we were talking about before. Uh, and I know I talk about it a lot, but I, I'm, I cannot, I cannot, uh, I cannot find the words. It's Saturday. <laughs> underestimate. I've, I've had a busy week. Um, I cannot stress how fascinated I am by this creative process. And like, even say, for instance, an ad that's about to be on the television that, I mean, there was a lot, there was research that went into it. There was a lot of work went into it and people came to me with research, came to me with thoughts, came to me with ideas and wishes and all that kind of stuff. But, but then ultimately it's like, it's the actual ad then is words on mm. a page and then develop. And then you bring in the film people and then you bring in the, the whatever people and then you bring in the, and, the, and then it's just become, and then it's made and then people are getting paid. There's a director and then it's on the telly and you know, it's. Any, anybody famous. Oh no, it's just, uh, no, it's just, um, it's not just, it's a, uh, the, there's a young actress playing the sort of the main character and she's brilliant. Uh, I'd imagine she could be famous in the future. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's for a college. So it's all kind of students and they're all young, young student types. And we actually recruited from the, from the, uh, from the college. The, oh, brilliant. Sort of the, the extras and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got one actual uh, actress playing the main part, but yeah, it was, it was good, but that's, yeah. And I'm uh, really enjoying, like there's so many different, aspects to the job that it's it's right up my straza mike well i'm delighted because yeah. i know you knew you you sort of you you wrestled with it for a while and sort of thought was it was it something for me will i take it when i won't will i don't but you did and you did good man i told you it would be good yeah thanks mike i'm, I'm gonna take that i didn't say anything like that i, would, <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be that sort of supportive person i'm like i don't give a fuck what you do <laughs> This is my favorite job since I worked as a concierge in a hotel in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck which was up. which was just as creative when you think about it. Oh, very much so. Yeah, you just lie to everyone. <laughs> Literally, talk shit for a living, day in day out. And Mike, I need to apologize to you because it's on my to do list every day to, re- and it's so long now since you sent me the story, and I can't help but feeling like I'm somehow responsible for. I mean, have you written since? And is it because I didn't read it and didn't get back to you? Uh, yeah, it was because of your whole lack of enthusiasm to even open the attachment. Of I the opened email. it. I started reading it. Oh, yeah. But that's not that's not. A ref- I didn't want to say that because that's not a reflection on. <laughs> that's doing even fucking worse. No, no I was oh reading it. I was reading it and then something happened. Oh, yeah. You fell asleep. <laughs> and I, was, I was pulled away. Yeah, the car you were driving veered off the road. I never got a chance to get a chance to get back to it. So that's that's top of my to do list this week, Mike. And I really want to apologize as a friend and as a confidant that I didn't read it because that's pretty shitty. So now that I'm now I've gotten through the the craziness of the first few months of my new job, and I. I've, I've got a yeah, bit of space. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of headspace, so I'm going to yeah. read it. And that's you may need me. a bit of headspace, actually. It got it got a good review from the uh, the writer, the the Kildare writers. Did it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So, well, that must have given you. Oh, massive! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pauline said I should put it forward for uh, short stories and stuff like that. So, uh, she she comes back with a great sort of. This is how to tidy this up, and this is how to. T- and I'd use the wrong words in a in a in two places, and you just you know when you reread and reread and read something, it becomes, you know, you think it's right, yeah. and it was just I, I can't remember what the words were now, and it was just like, 
she she kind of goes in and does a little question mark alongside and kind of writes in red and kind of like question mark. It's, it's do you mean this? And it's like oh shit, of course I do. You must think I'm a fucking idiot. I can't even spell. I can't write. Well, you and you you straight away go to self flagellation. Yeah, instead yeah. Of, instead of going, oh yeah, nice one. You yeah, go, oh, no, straight oh, into literally. Idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stripped off and had a, like a load of thorns over my back, and I was, I uh, yeah, I I was like, oh you tit why did you that's not the right word you prick and i think it was actually right and right as in w-r-i-t-e and r-i-g-h-t and i just fucking used the wrong word and i was like oh how could i be so i was so mortified and so embarrassed but of course she's a fucking teacher so she's like da 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 yeah she sees it straight away it's like it's like it's that's her thing that's her radar yeah but that's the other thing mike is that that's the other thing about working in the job I'm working in is that the amount of collaboration that goes on in that, like you can write something and then someone will go, Oh, how about this? Or someone will go, how about that? Or actually someone will go, actually, that's not right. You did that wrong. That needs to be changed. Like there's a lot, there's an awful lot of mm. toing and froing, which initially was a little bit, Oh, you know, you know, they yeah. hurt my feelings a little bit, Mike at the start by saying something was wrong. And then you kind of go, actually, this is fascinating. And you grow to yeah. love the experience of, like you sending to Pauline and Pauline making a couple of corrections and you have to learn, you need to learn to love that part of it, Mike. Yeah. I think I, I, you know, then I reread it having made this and she suggests various things like moving this paragraph here and this little bit, bit flowing a bit better and this conversation doing this, that and the other. And you just, you read it then again and it's like, wow, this is like a professional's fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they can tidy your, shitty thoughts that you think you've sort of put into a decent sort of readable format um and the problem is of course you're you're drawing from years of reading things so uh, and there's badness in doing that as well because lots of people mistake you know make mistakes and you just read it and you 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 think it's a great book and you don't give a shit about the diction or whatever as long as it, it communicates a good story to you that's great but if you do tidy up those little bits and pieces, it really does make a massive difference. Yeah. It's like that polishing a car as opposed to just sort of giving it an old wash. You know what Is I mean? this a euphemism or are we talking about cars? Um, or, uh, <laughs> but it, yes, it, and then and then it read and then it really sings. Then, Mike, yes, the, it sings. Get it that singing. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing that I found difficult to start with people having tweaking yeah yeah, people critiquing my work like that's my precious work like i i think we're quite similar in that like i want to write a story and for someone to say that's fucking brilliant not for someone to go back and say if you change this and this and this and this it'll be better absolutely yeah i mean i'm so arrogant as i think i've said this before that i think it should be just pulitzer prize winning off the bat on the back of a fag packet that's it or yeah. three post-it notes that's yeah. it how so, is a genius yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but no that's never gonna happen real doesn't work like that fucking bastards you know and all those people that created something brilliant went through all the processes and ri- yeah. ripping whole things up and starting again and and rewrites and fucking yeah compromise Shit is hard and that's oh. funny we're back to cognitive behavioral therapists this is something i want to do so i will continue at it something i don't want to do i won't yeah and the whys and wherefores don't really matter it's just you do yeah so maybe the challenge for mike will be to you know (gasps) read his short story out on the podcast maybe (laughs) 
just thrown out a few. What about, hey, hey, what about a poetry, a poetry competition? Oh, yeah, we could do haikus. The two of us. Yeah. Me and you. We'll, we'll, next recording will come with a poem. Oh. You can do a haiku if you want. I don't, you see, I don't actually. Haikus are five words or something, aren't they? The dog shat on. three lines or something. Oh. Is it five, seven, five? Is that a haiku or a sonnet? I don't know. Uh, a sion- a sonic is 13 lines, isn't it? With iambic pen- pentameter. <laughs> oh, that's complete bollocks, by the way. <laughs> a haiku is a Japanese poem of 17 syllables in three lines of five, seven, and five, traditionally evoking images of the natural world. We could write a haiku. Yeah. I just write a poetry. We just I think we should just write a poem. Write a poem. Write a write yeah. a poem. All right, let's write a poem. Yeah, I'm inspired by poetry. I'm inspired by poetry. And it, my, my, my this week's uh, podcast, the poet laureate has gone to a shed. His poetry is beautiful. Beautiful. Very nice. I'm going to just look up that podcast now as we finish this podcast. Okay. This is the bit in the podcast where we take a moment and it might, a moment of silence as Keith searches for another podcast. The poet yeah. laureate. Because I know Frank Skinner was doing um, poetry podcast. Poetry podcast. Yeah, you see, I just can't be done with Frank Skinner. Yeah, you don't yeah. like him, do you? No. But I do, uh, do you know what, though? The sad thing, I know we talked about Nancy Griffith last week, but yeah. Sean Locke. Oh, Jesus, oh. man. Oh. Just. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. I was actually, I was shocked to my core. I'd known he'd had um, skin cancer before. And in fact, he'd done a whole, uh, I don't know if you've seen the sketches he does about, you know, because he's half Irish, London Irish sort of thing, you know, and uh, it was in the 70s and he's, you know, he's getting sunburned on his back. And, you know, you know you're hardly going to turn around to fucking Paddy from Sligo and ask him to rub some Factor 50 in <laughs> inside of a building site. He said, we didn't know what Factor 50 was. And he got skin cancer and he he, he got rid of skin cancer. And then some other cancer, I don't know what it was tore him up but he was just he was just so like softly funny the way he spoke about vegetarianism and being allergic to wheat i mean there's observational comics and then there's sean Locke, and it's not just because he died i I always thought he was fantastic and eight out of ten cats when he was given room he could just you know there's a touch of the bob mortimers about him he could just go off on all sorts of tangents and bring it back Brilliant. Absolute genius. He's, uh, there was a great little tiny bit where he said, uh, I don't know what the other guy's name is. John, is it the other guy? On, oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Eight out of ten cats. John Richardson, I think, maybe yeah. his name. And he was talking to his teammate and he said schedule. The other guy said schedule. And Sean Locke said, hang on, hang, hang on a minute. Which is it? Is it schedule or schedule? He said, why, what did I say? Well, you said schedule. And he said schedule. So, and then he, kind of John Richardson looked at it. I don't know. Which is it? Schedule or schedule? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Like he brought it up and then like just went, I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like as if like Brilliant. it was a re- he pointed it out and then went, I don't yeah. give a shit. But he and he I just loved like just having a go at Maggie Thatcher, uh the tiger that came in for a beer. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. The the tiger in the pub drinking beer, which is absolutely brilliant. There, there's talk of them printing, making that into a book that people can buy 
uh, oh, yeah, in memory brilliant. of Sean Locke, and then the money would go to maybe a charity Cancer of research, his family's yeah. choice or whatever. But um, but I loved the fact that he was able to. He was on nine out of ten cats doing countdown, and he fucking hated it, and he te- and he went on about yeah. how much he hated it. <laughs> but he was very very good at the numbers. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very. He, he was just. He was. He was again good at everything, but uber smart and uber sort of like. You know, I watched his stand up the other night. They played it on Channel Four, and I taped it, and it was just like every once in a while he told a joke. He's just that's just to reinforce the fact that I'm a comedian. <laughs> uh, brilliant. But I, but yeah, I, I was genuinely shocked because he's somebody. Because I, I look at TikTok a bit every day, and Ooh. I do for work and um, <laughs> for ideas. And also, eight out of ten cats would be on the television. Quite so, it's someone that I've grown more and more used to being to watching and laughing. Yeah, and yeah. like for a lot of people, I think during lockdown, they probably watched a lot of Sean Locke clips and eight out of ten cats clips. And uh, uh, and then I was only kind of getting to know him and, and love him because yeah, and and just it was just like what the fuck, this is too weird. Too just didn't seem real or. Uh- yeah, and I think the the funniest thing about him is watching Jimmy Carr become uncontrollably like crying when, when your man starts on, and then he takes it up to another level. He just goes, and then Jimmy, what I'm gonna do is, and it's just like fucking, it. he just wipes the floor with other people. Yeah. But it was just so fucking sad. Yeah, poor old, poor old Sean. Love. Poor old Sean would have forgotten about him in a week's time. Who? <laughs> Fucking head and dickhead. <laughs> Here, have you been watching any good TV? I forgot, I forgot to be mean. Um, no, but my wife has become addicted to a thing on Netflix called Something River. Oh, uh, it's really kind of like uh, it's like Gilmore Girls for grown-ups. Yeah, uh, Mystic River. Something Mystic like that. River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard them talk about it on the uh, the review shows, and uh, it's like uh, she's totally addicted to it, but. I, I wouldn't really watch. It wouldn't be for me. Um, but she's been watching like nearly every night watching three. She, she is binging. She's I've lost her, Mike. I've lost her. That's Mike. okay. She'll come back to you at some point. Do you think so? Yeah. And her life will be fuller for having watched this thing. Yeah. And she'll be able to share some of that sort of erotic tension with you. <laughs> There's plenty of erotic tension, Mike, when she's watching three episodes and I'm lying. I'm, I'm in the bed waiting. With your posing pouch on, leopard skin. I was just putting my pajamas on, and my try. I was. I was just had my pants off, and I decided to climb out the window, and I fell on a candle in the garden. Tea light. Just the metal. I fell. Oh, oh, fucking smarts on the ring. I fell on the lady's breasts as she walked past. Um, I have been watching. I I I listened to. the hard shoulder, and they had John Vardy. You know John Vardy? I know John, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John was on. He was talking about something. And the woman who was also on said, oh, by the way, and it was something that they obviously hadn't spoken about before they'd gone on air. Um, she said, can I just mention hit and run? She said, it's not the best in the world, but it's a really good story. And I thought, oh, that sounds really good. And I think it's it's Israeli. It's um 
it's kind of uh, it's not run of the mill, but it's kind of like um, Bornish type of thing, but not everybody's got a past and sort of like in some sort of armed service or something like that. I'm only four episodes in, but it's very, very good. And I think the reason she thought it was shit is because she watched it with the dubbed version. You have to go and watch it in Israeli and then watch, look at the, uh, the subtitles. subtitles. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, that would be my hint to her. I don't know who the woman is, but if I had contact with John Vardy, I tell, John. I tell him, yeah, do tell John. Yeah. That, because that's a top tip for John Verdi there, or Fardy, whatever his name is. Um, but yeah, but it's it's much better if you watch it in there. And you can see the... Because, the, you know, when people act, they act in their own language a lot better. And as opposed to... Like the old Colgate adverts. I love you. That you yeah, in the, the 70s. Mil- milka, Milka. Yeah. Milka, moo. Would you like a milk? <laughs> this doesn't make for great radio, does it? Would you like some chocolate? <laughs> like Peter and Heidi. Peter? Yes. Peter? Yeah, Peter. fucking Heidi. What a bunch of shit that was. <laughs> <laughs> and we leave it there. Yeah. And on that note, what a bunch of shit. <laughs> it was all we had, Mike. It was all we fucking had. I know. And down in the weather where the wind blows three. La, 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 Probably did, yeah. You were spoiled. Oh, um, we did, yeah. Any other TV recommendations? Is that it? Hit and run just before. before yeah, I'm, I'm looking up? looking forward to seeing a program or a, a film called Coda, C O D A. Okay. I think I think it means children of deaf adults. I think. Oh, um, okay. Yes, sorry. Uh, and everybody who I like that sort of reviews things said that they were, you know, not only moved at the end of it but literally crying into a cushion at the end of the film and stuff so tugs all the heartstrings and tells a very good story apparently children of deaf adults yeah coda i think it's on it's going to be on something somewhere apple apple tv Mm. let me just look at something here and then we'll go sorry this is a bit where keith looks something up yeah Oh, I can um, Google stuff now. Look, I can Google stuff when we're online as well because I couldn't, I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything. Oh, you can do it, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You've got, got bandwidth in it. Yeah, like, you know, I'm up, I'm up with all that bandwidth like stuff in it, like geezer, geezer. Like in it. Bandwidth in it. Yeah. Anyway, I can't find the thing I'm looking for. But, um, okay, cool, hit and run. That might be something, because like, my wife is gone. She's left me. She has... Oh, lucky she you. has fallen for another. She can make her own way, <laughs> way home. Uh, she's gone off to a music festival in with a friend in Mead. And uh, Charlie. She left Charlie. She'll be back. Don't worry about it. He doesn't, he, Charlie doesn't like me mentioning it. Charlie, she'll come back. Charlie, come back. He's very upset. Oh, yeah. He's gone off with the tail in the air and his, his anus is exposed. Yeah. You really could. He's, he's good at that. Oh, yeah, he's good not... at getting the tail up and showing his arse off. Yeah, he, the little starfish. When he's upset. Is there a candle up there? <laughs> Probably. Look, he fell on it. He was watching. He was. He was watching Hit and Run with you, and all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, Mike, we better call it a day before we get arrested. Yeah, before somewhere. we get something gets libelous. Yes. Enjoy the okay. rest of your Saturdays. It was. Um, Will do, guys. It's good to talk to you, man. 
Great to talk to you. Thanks miss you. Jumping on early. Yeah. I'll like, jump on you anytime, big guy. I don't know how you can miss me. We never, like, we only met. I know, but I do. It's just the thing I say. Does it annoy you? Probably it's does. You always kind of comment on it. It's confusing yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, miss you. Good luck. <laughs> See you. I miss you too, Mike. You do not. Yes. And thanks, thanks for listening to the Keith Walsh podcast, by the way. Oh, yes. And thanks, <laughs> thanks to Aircast. <laughs> yeah. It's catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.